Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. We are back with our 12 Guru series from 1469 to infinity. And today we're going to talk about Guru Ram Dasi. And with me, I have Indipreet Singh. Indipreet, thanks for being here. Thank you, Manpreet. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh. So Indipreet, today is on Guru Ram Dasi. I'm going to hand it over to you. Please take it away and let's get into this. Okay, great. Thanks. Um, so our last episode, we had covered Guru Amar Das Ji. Uh, many of your uh, listeners hopefully remember, we, I had mentioned uh, a, a town called Basarke. And I I have to apologize in the last episode. I remember that I couldn't remember the uh, um, a town where Guru Ram Das Ji was, was born. Guru Ram Das Ji was born in the Lahore area in uh, Chunamandi. Uh, uh, some say Chunamandi Bazaar. So that's where his uh, father's side was, and his Nanke were in Basarke. So the connection with Basarke is that also Guru Amardasi had an associate with Basarke, and very close to Basarke is Goindwa. So um, Guru Ramdasi's story starts with him being named as Jitta. So he was he was known as Pai Jitta. Jitta means the firstborn. Uh, the the chroniclers, you know, our texts and Sinambasina Chaliyara, everyone will tell us that uh, Pai Jitta Ji's parents were very, um, you know, humble uh, upbringings uh, and quite, uh, quote unquote, you know, the books, the way the books write, they were God-fearing, uh, you know, parents and uh, delighted to have a son when a son came into their lives and he, they named him Jitta. He, he grew up and uh, I don't know the exact number of years, but when he was quite young, um, he, his father passed away and uh, subsequently his mother and so he essentially was an orphan, and um, I, probably because of the societal aspects of those times, long story short, he ends up in his Nanke's pen, which is in Basarke. So he's growing up over there in a very humble, quote-unquote, humble uh, atmosphere. A um, lot, lot is not known about, you know, kind of uh, the amount of time he spent there, but the story goes that, remember now, we're in Guru... Amr Dasi's time, uh, lots of, uh, you know, the Goindwal is established as a major center of, of six, and lots of people travel through the different towns heading towards Goindwal. One thing maybe some may not know that Guru Amr Dasi had uh, instituted three major festivals of the years where six will gather in Goindwal Saab, and that was uh, Vataki, uh, Holamala, and Diwali. So, you know, and Basarke would have a lot of um, passerbys, and also the, the uh, villagers from Basarke would head over. So the story goes that one day, Ajitaji decided to essentially tag along with a jata, quote-unquote, that was heading towards Goindwal Sab. He goes there. He was so enamored by the mahal, the, the, the atmosphere, and by, um, you know, the the association with Guru Amr Das Ji um, that he decided to stay. So he never went back. So this is in um, his his younger, his youth, uh, probably teens or maybe maybe even beyond that. Uh, the story also goes that Guru Amr Das Ji noticed him out of all of the thousands of Sangat that used to come. Uh, um, and the reason why he noticed him, which is one of the core values that uh, is attributed to Guru Ram Das Ji's Pai Jetaji was really 
devoted and involved in seva. Um, remember I said Goenwal was was established, but there was nothing there. It got built, right? So in the building projects, um, what we know today as Kar Seva, where the Sangat comes and builds it, builds it, builds it on their own. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Kar Seva, you know, like Babas that are building, you know, for, for whatever reason. But in those days, most of the cities, the Baulis, the Gurdwaras, the, the Sarovars were built with the Sangat's assistance. Um, obviously, there was purchasing of material, you know, like bricks and, and and other things. But the actual manual labor was done by the sangat as a as a nishkam seva, and he was quite he was heavily heavily involved in that. So the the journey of Pai Jetaji is uh, from Lahore, uh, you know, uh, to to Basarke, very humble upbringing. Many will also um, share many books and and uh, the stories will tell you that Pai Jetaji used to sell uh, sukke chole, uh, also called kumnia, um, at Basake. So this idea of you know kirt karni um, uh, was already prevalent at that time. So by whatever means, meager means that that they could do or that was necessary, uh, the, the six coming up would would do that. So he continued that in Goindwal as well. From Goindwal. Um, there's uh, many stories, and I'll do it very quickly on this one as to how um, uh, Goodbye Jetaji then c- comes into the fold to actually then become become the guru. Um, there was a time where, uh, so I had mentioned last time, Guru Amar Dasi uh, had uh, two daughters and two sons, Bibi Pani and Bibi Dani, and uh, Mohan and Mori were, were the sons. So it was time to get uh, the the daughters married, and uh, when Guru Amardasi's wife asked that, okay, well, it's time for for the daughter to get married. Um, what kind of uh, and they started discussing what kind of uh, son-in-law would they like, and Guru Amardasi just pointed towards Bajeta, who was working and doing the seva, saying someone like that, and uh, that that was. Kind of the you know Guru Bachan Nikle and uh, as a result by uh, Jetaji and Bibi Pani um, got got married and obviously he continued to reside in Goindwal Sab uh, from the time of Guru Nanak Guru Angad we all remember that there were tests only the meritous one uh, would be uh, given given the guruship given the mantle of guruship there was also another son-in-law of guru amardas story goes that there are multiple tests uh, i won't go into the long uh, uh um you know rendition of that but uh guru ramdas uh, came out with flying colors as the one who is most humble understands the uh, teachings um, and, uh, you know, asserts itself as himself as the one who is worthy of the guruship. Just like in Guru Amardasi's time, they were the sons of Guru Angad Sab, who kind of had this quote-unquote jealousy of someone else becoming a guru. Similarly was the case even in um, Guru Amardasi's time, uh, and Guru Ramdasi's time. So Guru, Guru, Ram, uh, Guru Amardasi... Um, asked Guru Ramdas to go to and found another city, uh, another place, and uh, kind of, uh, and that that had started during the time of Guru Amardas itself. But Guru Ramdas he decides to that it's better to leave Goindwal Sab and start um, 
you know, residing in what is modern-day Amritsar. In those days, after Guru Ramdas Ji established the city, again, a city is always part of our, our narrative. All of the gurus are establishing cities. But this one is becomes a major, major city. But um, because of some family uh, issues, there are also others that were, you know, kind of jealous of the guruship that was given to Guru uh, Ramdas Ji. He takes his family and and settles and some other and six and settles in Amritsar and really really starts in earnest the building of of the the city of Amritsar. Very interestingly, Manpreet, I don't know if you know or others and, and the listeners may know, um, the uh, city Amritsar Saab is the, currently the name of the city. Back then, it was only the name of the Sarovar that you know surrounds Harmanda Saab, um, and there are other Sarovars in that city as well. But uh, it was Chak Guru, Chak Ram Das or Ram Daspur comes in our history as the name of name of this town. I don't know if that was known to to a lot of people. Also, uh, I think, uh, if I'm trying to remember, and probably not in Gurbani, but Ramdas ki Nagri is another uh, kind of phrase that is used by a lot of Sikhs um, to refer to uh, Amritsar Saab. So that's kind of, uh, I don't know if there's anything uh, more or major we want to uh, kind of understand of the, the kind of the journey of Pai Jetaji to Guru Ramdas. I just think it's a fascinating, fascinating uh, story, a fascinating time in our Guru's history that a person, and, and you got to, and I, I always bring this to like our lives and what we could do and maybe teach your children. You know, Guru Amradasi, he was, and we talked about him in a lot um, last podcast on how he totally changed and transformed himself. And, you know, and he was back in those days, he was well off. And then he found by Jetaji. By Jetaji is not up to his level. I'm not talking about guru level. I'm just talking about in a normal world, even if he wasn't guru, you know, by right. Jetaji wasn't up to his status. And, you know, back then status, caste, it was rampant, probably still is today, but it was definitely more rampant back then, uh, I'm assuming. And so, yeah. Uh, and he picked by Jetaji to his, to marry his daughter, uh, mm-hmm. and he didn't think of anything. You know, he just thought about the potential by Jetaji had and what he could do and how uh, he can take care of his daughter and family and all this other stuff. And you mentioned the core value service. And you know, Guru Amardasji is like, yeah, sure, by Jetaji's, but Jetaji is great for my daughter. And then. Uh, and like you said, he was, uh, you know, selling those uh, dry chole, uh, like a, just a street vendor. And from a street vendor, doing all the service, uh, you know, giving yourself to the guru, but in doing what's right. And now, mm-hmm. you know, he eventually becomes guru. I, it's, I mean, it's, this is just like fascinating stuff because we always look at people's history and background before we do anything. I'm not even talking about marriages. I'm talking about just normal everyday life, you know, but you never know a person's potential and, you know, and it's shown here. And this is, this is before he was guru. So every time when people say, oh, that's guru, we can't be like him. Well, this is before he was guru. He was just a street vendor, you know? So, I mean, it's it's a lot, man. I mean, it's just fascinating to me. It's just amazing. I I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, the context of that time, you kind of laid it out, but uh, another context to remember that Guru Amar Das Ji broke is this whole idea of food taboo, right? So uh, the the Vaishnav conversion into like, okay, um, not having, you know, being consumed in your life by food taboo, but 
the sitting together uh, of an upper caste and a lower caste, or you know, someone of a higher echelon of society and a lower echelon of society, was so impactful that people could not handle it. So uh, there is a story of by Jetaji, and then after even when he becomes Guru Ramdasji, where he, so even though he was not well off, quote unquote, from wealth there was a lot of pride in his caste you know, amongst his family. So he was a Sordi. He was a Sordi caste. So the Sordis of Lahore, when they found out that Jetha is in Goindwal and he's doing all this manual labor and seva and sitting with, you know, the Sangat and eating of food, consuming of food, he's going to getting in matrimony with, with, a, with a different family. The Sordis of Lahore, his relatives said, hey, since you've since you've left Lahore and your parents have passed away, have you forgotten your background? And there's this, these stories about how they chastised him. And he stood fast, stood firm, because he was transformed by the touch of the Guru. And uh, um, so, so, yes, uh, the street vendor is, is being elevated to the status of a Guru. And he continues, by the way, uh, and you may have heard the story of all Gurus, that regardless of how much money or how much, you know, uh, material goods were coming into their lungers, um, they still stood firm and, you know, tried to earn from the sweat of their brow uh, prior to partaking in anything as well. So, so yeah, I, I agree that the transformation that the guru that went through and what the guru enables is what's really the fascinating part for me as well, that societal pressures, economic pressures, religious pressures, political pressures, and just just staying on the path and, and bringing and taking on every of those challenges is what Guru, Guru Ramdas is known of. Um, let me let me switch a little bit here and uh, cover two th- things and they're, they're, they're Bani, one is Gurbani, one is from the Guru Granth Sahib, and one is from uh, Painandlaji's Ganjnama to kind of describe the level at which Guru Ramdas Ji was known. Um, I had mentioned in a couple of episodes that Satan Balwan had written about the Gurus. Uh, there's also another section of Guru Granth Sahib which is called Patande Sayye. And each of the Gurus is, you know, in, in that time frame. And so these were parts who were, uh, and their Bani is in the Guru Granth Sahib. Uh, they were uh, these wandering Brahmins, parts were minstrels as well, parts were poets, but they were very, very learned, uh, with lots of learned background, and a whole group of them would wander around looking for um, like a guru to be established with. And uh, after all of the wandering, they, they find uh, the six gurus in Goindwal Sab, and all, a lot of the Patandisvaya is known in history to have been um, you know, revealed and put to pen in Goindwal Sab. So many of us have heard this Shabbat in maybe our camps or whenever there's Guru Ramdas, these Gurpurab or something like that. So in the Guru Granth Sab is uh, one of the uh, parts has written, Ham Avgun Pare Ek Gun Nahi Amrit Chad Bikhe Bikhai Maya Mo Param Pule Such Dara Seopreet Lagai Ek Ut so the part's name is Kirat, and uh, he, he presents that someone like me 
was uh, I had no virtues, not a single even virtue. And instead of pursuing that Nam culture, I was in a poisonous culture, right? Amrit versus, versus Bik. And he, he, you know, he continues on and um, I was continuously governed by all of my worldly relations, Sutdara, Sopit Lagai, you know, so this whole idea of what the gurus have been going through and teaching, the part is explaining that this is what mentality, this is the the transformation that has come through me because I heard of this Ik Uttam Pant Sunyo Gursangat. Pant over here doesn't mean what we all know today as community, it means path. And I've heard of this path after I all of my wandering and looking around in, and that is of the Guru Sangat. That is of the collective of uh, like-minded people pursuing divine and divinity, pursuing Ikonkar Guru Sangat. And my thirst of my lifetime has all been fulfilled. The das I have of Akhirat says is uh, Guru Ram Das, take me into your into your sanctuary. So I'm pretty sure many of you have heard this. It's one of my uh, I'm going to do a little bit of tangent. I'm going to come back to the other show that I want to say. So, so it's it's so simple. It's it's the in the praise of Guru Ramdas, and I have been hearing it since childhood. You know when, when every morning, lots of lots of um, uh, kirtaniyas, ragis, they sing Asakiwar. The interesting thing about Asakiwar is Asakiwar is by Guru Nanak. It is it is sloks and 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 poris. But our tradition, it obviously started after Guru Ramdas, is to sing chants from Guru Ramdas um, uh, prior to each salok and pori. Uh, it's very interesting, and we can go into another another uh, podcast to talk about that. And I think there's some videos online about this as well. But anyway, um, so what Kirtaniya, what our tradition has established is whenever we start Asakivar, there's somehow there's always a a, a, um, a a supplication. We call it uh, Mangalacharan uh, in the you know Gurmat Gurbani Sangeet Gurmat Sangeet uh, uh, world, uh, and it is in praise of Guru Ramdas because the, the very first Shabbat to sing is actually the chant is which is uh, a, a long more poetic genre called it called the chant and it starts with that. So Guru, anyway, my point is I've been hearing it. It's it's everyone's been hearing it. So meeting Guru Ramdas, uh, if people are enamored by Asakiwar's renditions, uh, either online or in the Gurdwaras, they're, they're probably hearing uh, a praise of Guru Ramdas. But what blew my mind one day, uh, just probably many, many years ago, I was uh, you know, in search of any kind of Asakiwar, I heard by Nandlal's praise of Guru Ramdas being sung by a very famous Kirtaniya, uh, of, of the, you know, um, probably uh, 60s, 70s, is Paitaram Singh Zakmi and his Jatha. Paitaram Singh Zakmi was very, very eloquent in the Persian language as well. So I'm going to read a couple of lines. I am by no means uh, good at pronouncing Persian words, but the way in which it was sung uh, in praise of Guru Ramdas right before starting an Asakivar, I was, I thought that to be very interesting that We've all heard Hamhabgun Paregunai or some other Guru Ramdas praise from Guru Guru Granth Sahib, which are very common, but probably no one, not many, have heard the original by uh, Nandlal's uh, praise of Guru Guru Ramdas. And I'll also give a little bit of a translation. 
So it's Vaigru Jiyo Sat, Vaigru Jiyo Hazar Nazar Hai. This is from Painanda Ji's Ganjnama. And he, and he does that for every, every Guru, and this one is Guru Ramdas's. Guru Ramadas Amata Ulvara, Jahabanin Akaleem Sidko Safa, Ham Az Sultanat, Ham Az Fakrish Nishan, Gira Maya Tar Afsare Afsara, Zeto Safi U Salam Salas Kasir Zuban, Azor Ham Sudam Gohar Fishan, Ke Hak Barag Zidash Zekhasan Kesh, Sir Afrakhat Hamze Pakane Kesh, Hamasaj Dishda Bazadik Zamid, Che Allah, Che Agna, Che Adna, Che Shah, Che Fakid. Very small. Yeah, I obviously didn't do it justice the way Tom Singh Zakmi would have done it justice in, sing, in kind of singing it, but uh, it's essentially saying Guru Ramdas is the asset and the treasure of the entire world and is the protector of the realm of faith and chastity. He includes in his personality symbols of both uh, religion and political sovereignty, and he is the king of kings. The tongues of all the three worlds, the earth, the underworld, and the skies are incapable to describe his eklat. And pearls like messages and words from the four Vedas and six Shastras emerge from his utterances. Atal Turk has selected him as, the, as one of his special close favorites, and he has elevated him to even a higher position than personal sacred beings. Everyone prostrates before Guru Ramdas with a truthful and clear conscience, whether he is a high one, a low one, a king, or a mendicant. So I thought, you know, one is from the Guru Granth Sahib, the praise of Guru Ramdas, the finding, you know, um, of, 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 a, of a path from Patkirat, uh, and uh, many, many, many years later, in the, under the guidance of Guru Gobind Singh, Painandal Ji is praising Guru Ramdas um, in a completely different way, you know, unbelievable poetry and, and unbelievable love for the Guru. I wanted to share that as well in context of Guru Ramdas. There's a couple of things I wanted to cover. I think I already uh, touched upon Gurbani Sangeet, Gurmat Sangeet, so... Let me ask you this, Manpreet. So, so are you familiar with uh, the different rags of, of Guru Granth Sahib? Uh, how the Guru Granth Sahib is structured according to rags? Probably everyone knows that, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, what what is also interesting to note, though, and and um, th- there are indications in the Guru Granth Sahib on not just the musical measure of rag, but also the Tals at which the Shabbat should be sung. So I'm not going to go into the details of what is known as the Kars, but uh, just we know that there is indication there. However, Guru Ramdas' gift to the musical world, so this is the Sikh gift to the musical world, is a form of singing in rag in which you can have multiple Tals. I mean, we go to Gurdwara today, and it's kind of sad sometimes where we see that for those of us that kind of know the different tals, other than Kerba, the eight-beat standard, you know, tick, 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 you know, like the fast beat, those are the only shabbos that are being sung. But, you know, our 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 um, art of music, the musical arts, is is so rich and so deep 
that this idea of a partal, uh, which is multiple tals within one rag, is um, Guru Ramdas and Guru Rajan Sahib has has shabbas in the Guru Granth Sahib. So this doesn't exist. First of all, Gurmat Sangeet itself is unique amongst all South Asian classical, uh, you know, music. Right? There's Hindustani classical, then there's the southern southern Carnatic classical as well. So Gurmat Sangeet is, is it's its own genre. Within that. There is a, a, a form of shabad that doesn't exist in any other genre as well. So it's it's a it's amazing um, when you read those shabads by Guru Ramdas. Uh, I was reading one text, you know, prepping for this, uh, and just nonchalantly, one of the authors writes that his his words and his structure of shabads was so uh, intense it would enamor the he didn't say audience, but the listeners of 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 his his uh, kirtan and his sangeet. So Guru Ramdas himself used to also sing, and he also invented this pratal style, which very few kirtanya uh, know today. Um, there is an effort to teach our kids uh, those type of complicated and difficult uh, um, rags and pratals, uh, but you know. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean we shouldn't pursue it. So I, I, I wanted to make make sure that your, your listeners and we all know that such unique and sovereign gift to the world of music comes from the Guru Granth Sahib and and by Guru Ramdas specifically as well. Yeah, so thanks. I did not I did not know that at all. I didn't even know what a pratal was. Yeah, I mean, and if if. Uh, Probably when we share this episode online, I'll, I'll uh, make sure to send a few links to uh, some well-known Kirtanya who are uh, great exponents of Pratals as well. So, and, and, and it's, a, it's a pleasure to listen to so for, for anyone. All right. All right. So a couple more episodes of Guru Ram Das's life um, and intertwine it with Guru Nanak's time frame. So, you know the the story will change now a little bit not i wouldn't say change because um the cho- choosing of a successor of of the gurus has always been a contentious subject right when we talked about in the guru nanak's time frame there were so many other sikhs of guru nanak uh, there were sons of guru nanak but he chose uh Pailena, who then became guru angad sahib right so the, the sons of guru uh, nanak actually didn't that that wasn't didn't bode well with them. Uh, it is known, uh, ex- except for Lakshmi uh, Das was one son who did not, you know, um, continue or wasn't uh, doesn't come in our history as being an antagonist. Uh, it is known that Baba Sirichand, one of Guru uh, Nanak's uh, older son, did did not like that choice and uh, tried to even establish his own uh, path. Uh, as well, Pailanaji's time by Datu uh, was Pailanaji's son, and uh, I don't know if I we shared it in the last episode, Manpreet. But uh, when Guru Amardasi became Guru, he was sitting in the divan. Pai Datu got so upset, he came into the divan, uh, yelling match uh, or yelling at at Guru Amardasi. Pai Datu is Guru Angadevji's son, and he kicked uh, Guru Amardasi on the shin. Kuramadasi gets down from the takht and starts pressing the feet of Paidatu, saying, I'm an old man, my bones are really hard, and you kicked me, so I, I'm, I fear that your 
your feet may be hurt. And, and you know, showing that humility. So humility, right, is something that like really just just melts your enemy. <laughs> so, and that was what, what happened in Guru Ramar Das's case. Well, guess what? In Guru Ram Das's time, it's been many, many years since Siddhi Chand has even associated with any of the gurus. Uh, he comes essentially and, and finally uh, visits Guru Ramdasi. I'm not sure whether it was in Goenwal Sahib or Amritsar, but uh, the episodes are, are available in our chronicle, in chronicles that say that Baba, Baba Sri Chand visits. And during the discourse with uh, Guru Ramdasi, he nonchalantly asks, uh, why, why, uh, Ramdas, why, why have you grown such a long beard? Number one, there's evidence that the gurus, or at least Guru Ramdas, he had a long beard, um, and you would assume also had long hair at the time. But, and uh, you know, again, again, this this immense thunder of humility just bursts. Guru Ramdas, he says, "I have grown this long beard so that I may dust the feet of, you know, great men like you." And literally, the chroniclers write, he gets off of his duct and starts to wipe the feet of Baba Sirichand uh, with his dadi, with, with, his, with his long beard. Baba Sirichand, who, you know, remember, in the early days was very upset that he didn't get the guruship and is quoted to have said that it is this type of humility, it is this type of virtue you have, which was why I was not chosen. So Baba Sirichand then accepts and, you know, kind of transformed and says, yes, the choice of Guru Nanak was perfect and his, the choice of his successors and ended up being perfect as well. So that's a really, really deep episode of the life of Guru Ram Dasi. I think everyone should know um, that, that and Guru Nanak's, remember Guru Nanak's core value was humility. <laughs> that is what is the strength of Guru Nanak, which he instilled in all the six, but more importantly, right, instilled as like in the pure sense in all of the gurus, and they layering it on top of that. So, uh, I, I just think that's a great, great story. <laughs> now, um, I was in um, India last year, and I have known this for many, many years. You know, being engaged with Sikhi and Sikh history, etc that the the different gullies of Amritsar, you know, are are not modern day inventions. Not it, it is the creation of the time of Guru Ramdas. So Gwendwal Saab gets established, it become a total, you know, core Sikh center. Guru Ramadasji encourages Guru Ramdasji to expand. Um the the land of uh, Guru, uh, land of Sri Amritsar Sahib today, um, there is, you know, these these um, uh, state records that are going all the way to the 1500s uh, and, and 1600s, which have actual evidence that the the gurus purchased this land themselves, right, with their with their own funds. Amritsar gets uh, that that area of land gets gets purchased. Uh, immediately, uh, Seva begins to uh, begin digging of a tank, right, known as, which will become Amitsar. But the most amazing thing, now, now think about our gurus. Yeah, they're religious leaders, they're political leaders as well, you know, the Midi Pidi, Raj Yoga idea we've been discussing. Our texts mention that Guru Ramdas specifically invited 
people of 52 different trades. Tradesmen are, you know, jewelers and cloth merchants and, you know, bankers and all of these. So 52 different kinds of, of uh, um, trades were specifically invited to come to Amritsar and uh, establish their businesses. Professor Teja Singh and Ganda Singh established that, you know, an act like that, it was not out of the norm because the other gurus also um, encouraged any kind of trade and any kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, business to earn a living and even prosper in the, in the earning of the living. So what, the point is that not just being uh, religiously minded, um, because in the classical South Asian faiths, this idea of collecting wealth is shunned and, you know, escaping from this material world is, is what is propagated. In, in the Sikh context, Guru Nanak's story is uh, where, uh, quote-unquote, salvation can be achieved while being a householder. Um, but going so far as to really design a city which has these uh, economic uh, opportunities and activities is a phenomenal, I think, uh, uh, contribution that Guru Ram Das provides uh, to the city of Amritsar. And today, the bazaars of Amritsar, where we go into the gullies and we go and get, uh, you know, all of the, the tasty foods that we love and do the shopping for the juttis and or the silks or the other things, those streets are a result of the bakshish of Guru Ram Das. And then that, that hustle bustle in those markets that we go there today, I can, can, when I go there, I, I just, that's what I think of, that this, this whole hustle bustle would not have been possible in this day and age without the establishment of that foundation like Guru Ramdas. So, You're saying um, the, the layout of what is Amritsar today is mostly contributed to Guru Ramdas, uh, and he saw it, of course, uh, Hamander Saad too, but also how the bazaars, how streets, and how should all that function was was coming from him? The foundation of that, yes, absolutely. 52 different tradespeople, and each of them got their different sections. And when you go today to the bazaars, you know that, oh, this section, you'll get a lot of merchants with this kind of stuff. Another section is this kind of stuff. So the foundation of that, Guru Arjun Sahib is known to have propagated it further and built it further and built it out. And then, then uh, subsequent administrations and the missile period also uh, continued. But yeah, the, the, I mean, you just think about it. The, the, the city of Amritsar known here today that we all go to when we go to India didn't exist before Guru Amardas and Guru Ramdas time. Uh, and that's how it came to fruition. And we, we, we enjoy and, and there's blog. I'm, I'm surprised, right? Like uh, there's blogs and video, uh, YouTube videos about the, the foods of Amritsar. Yeah, absolutely. That's modern. That's new. That's fresh. But the foundation stone for that city to like sprout, become, grow and what it is today in such a famous city was the Bakshis of Guru Ramdasi. Truly amazing. <laughs> So that, that's that's uh, so you know in the in the context of uh, the uh, we already talked about it right Guru Ramdas establishes that caste is of no avail and he even his own family's caste so in the in that social sphere revolution is going on now in the economic sphere now we know that uh, that the the the, the 
Akbar's and, and the Mughal emperors at the time, they were great builders too. You know, uh, I, I didn't know this, but many years ago I found out that the idea of gardens, you know, public gardens, was a gift of the Mughals to India. Um, the beautiful gardens we have in India today or it didn't exist before the Mughals came. So, so they were also builders. They were doing uh, their development in their po- political realm, uh, but simultaneously, in parallel, Sikh gurus are doing their own uh, building with with probably a minuscule percentage of the amount of wealth and and uh, you know resources that the Mughal Empire had at their time. The Sikh gurus are through the you know seva pao labor of of the sangat um, and uh, the obviously the donations as well are growing and building cities which are becoming very, very core centers. Um, it's, it's truly amazing. So um, that, that's all. I mean, we could go on and on. Uh, that's all I had today as far as different episodes of um, of the Guru's Live. I, I do, if, if if it's okay with you, talk about a few other Bani uh, that Guru Ramdas has contributed that are pretty much part and parcel of our of any six life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely want you to touch on the marriage rights and Lama and stuff. Yes, absolutely. So so uh, I think uh, the listeners will remember from last time where I had mentioned that Guru Amr Das Ji, you know, the the, the revolution in, in this uh, um, life cycle rituals, so naming ceremony, birth naming ceremony, excuse me, death ceremony as well as a marriage ceremony. He he kind of broke the bonds of needing to have an intermediary or a pundit be the one to officiate it, where now the Sangat starts officiating it and um, Gurbani is in, in the center. To further develop the marriage institution, um, our textual sources will show us that Guru Ram Dasji um, you know, so Gurbani comes as a revelation. Gurbani comes, flows, Turki, Bani, Ai, right? But the Lama, um, it's in Rag Suhi. You will see a lot of the uh, songs about relationships and about love will come in, in this Rag Suhi. And Lama are like the four stages of uh, a married life. And uh, we, we have lots and lots of information, even from Sikri, a, a recent... Uh, a uh, white paper on the Anand College was, was published, and you can hear the background. But Guru Ram Dasji is uh, our association, or every Sikh association who gets married at least once in their lifetime will listen to the Lama. Hopefully, they'll listen to it, imbibe it, and, and, and follow it. But it is a great um, um, particular Gurbani piece that becomes part of the Anand College uh, um, you know, tradition that that we that we all do today. Um, another thing that um, I have seen, uh, and in you know, delving into Sikh history, many authors have even written it, is that a lot of other institutions start getting uh, more solidified. And you know, uh, Langar was already there. Um, uh, the tradition of building Bali and you know, water as a as a central Space of of equalizers. Um, uh, that's that's where the Amritsar Sarovar and Anmandasab come into play. These those things are being institutionalized. Every every Sikh um, gurdwara, mostly all Sikh gurdwaras, have something about an equalizing factory, either Langar or Sarovar. 
Um, but also um, through Guru Ramdas Ji's Bani, the word Gursik becomes more commonly used. And uh, what I, you know, in my very simple, simple way, I say like the first inklings of what I would call the Sikhrat Maryada, well, that we know today, like what should the Sikh do? How should a Sikh behave? Um, there's Bani from Guru Ramdasi, uh, which again, in our camps, we've heard many times, I'm sure. Uh, it's because a very nice, like, tuny tune, uh, everyone sings it. There's Gursad Gurka, Jo Sikh So Palke Uthan Naam Udam Kare, Palke Parbati Isnan Kare Amrit Sarnave. Right? So this Shabad is just walks through kind of what the daily routine of a Guru Ka Sikh. If someone calls themselves a Guru Ka Sikh, what should they do? Guru Ram has, has revealed it in this Shabad. Many other Shabads are like that. So at least two different Shabads, I think, that are part and parcel of our Sikh traditions. Uh, all of us somehow engage with it in some way or the other. We've either heard it or we either, in the Lama case, we, you know, those that get married practice it or those that have witnessed it. And Gursat Gurka Josik Kakai Sopalkiyotan Nam is like kind of the germination of a Sikhrat Maryada, our Hoditi, our lifestyle. And guidance from the Guru on what our lifestyle should be comes from Guru Ramdas as well. I think that's that's a beautiful Shabbat that needs to be studied by all as well. I'll I'll stick with I think two of them for for this time. And the breed, I really really appreciate you going deep into Guru Ramdas Sri Sahib. I hope all the listeners learned something that they didn't know before, or at least their thinking was transformed, and maybe they're looking at things differently on Guru Ramdas's life. Uh, to everyone listening. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, please write to us at info at sikri.org. I usually have our Twitter handles um, in the notes of the episode uh, when you look at it. So if you guys want to talk to us directly, you can do that as well. Uh, but we would love to answer any questions or, or comments that you may have. And uh, before we leave um, in the brief, just any final thoughts on Guru Ramdas Sahib? Right. So, so uh, I had mentioned the core value that, you know, exudes out of Guru Ram Dasad um, is the idea of service. You know, uh, Principal Teja Singh writes, and in the t- by the time of Guru Amar Das as well, but Guru Ram Das, you know, this idea of selfless service had become so ingrained in the Sikhs that, um, it, it, you know, the, the whole, it was kind of... Uh, uh, and each individual was involved in service, but the idea of germination of the punt, meaning in this case, the qualm, getting collectively doing things to build bigger and better things becomes, uh, you know, very, very clear. Like Guru Nanak, all of his travels, it was, he was revealing his, his mission, his, his vision of where the, the society needs to go. But without the resources available, it's not easy to achieve that. So that, that's the reason why it took, you know, 10 generations. Guru Ramdas is coming, um, you know, uh, takes it to the other level with the different Gurmat Sangeet uh, additions, the building of Amritsar and economic development. Um, the, the, and by the way, I, we didn't go over it, but Guru Ramdas is challenged to the political um, uh, realm of the time, Guru Ramdas, when he was Pajeta, before he became Guru Ramdas, actually uh, had to go and uh, 
challenge uh, Akbar's um, uh, court because uh, elite Hindus were complaining about Guru, Guru Amadas and, and Gurbani uh, that was going against uh, you know the the higher echelon. So there's political challenge going on as well. Every level of challenge that is befalling the Sikhs, Guru Ramdas is is handling with such grace and such strength. Uh, it just enamors me about Guru Ramdas. So if we want to kind of know Guru Ramdas, the best way to know, like where every guru is through their bani, uh, but also delve into their history so we can transform our lives um, and also face the challenges with that grace and dignity that Guru Ramdas enables us to do. So that, I'll, I'll, I'll stop over there. And Dipreet, really appreciate Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for letting everyone know a little bit more about Guru Ramdas. I really appreciate it. And I will definitely speak to you next time when we talk about Guru Arjan Dev Ji. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Yep. Uh, thanks to everyone. And uh, until next time. Vaigudji ka khalsa. Vaigudji ka khalsa.